In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Psalm 42 will be chanted responsibly. You may be seated. shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. As the deer pants for the water flows, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while I continually say to thee, Where is your God? When I remember those things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you my soul? And why are you disquieted within me, O God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me, O the exhortation on the the second exhortation on the middle of the next page. Dear friends in Christ, in order that you may receive this holy sacrament worthily, it becomes you diligently to consider what you must now believe and do. From the words of Christ, this is my body which is given for you. This is my blood 
which he has shed for you for the remission of sins. You should believe that Jesus Christ is himself present with his body and blood as the words declare from Christ's words for the remission of sins. You should in the next place believe that Jesus Christ bestows upon you his body and blood to confirm unto you the remission of all your sins. And finally, you should do as Christ commands you when he says, Take, eat, drink ye all of it, and this do in remembrance of me. If you believe these words of Christ, and do as he therein has commanded, then you have rightly examined yourselves, and may worthily eat Christ's body and drink his blood for the remission of your sins. You should also unite in giving thanks to Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for so great a gift, and should love one another with a pure heart, and thus, with the whole Christian church, have comfort and joy in Christ our Lord. To this end, may God the Father grant you his grace, through the same, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We stand. On the next page, the confession. Let us make confession of our sins. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto thee that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against thee by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to thine infinite mercy seeking and imploring thy grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given thine only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins, and by thy Holy Spirit increase in us true knowledge of thee and of thy will and true obedience to thy word, to the end that by thy grace we may come to everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Do you promise with the aid of the Holy Ghost you will amend your sinful life? Do you believe that my forgiveness is God's forgiveness? I do believe. As you believe, even so, May it be unto you. As we customarily do, we will come forth and have individual absolution at the font. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The introit is on your yellow sheet, and then we continue with the Kyrie on page 10. We stand. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. For repeat to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for Ash Wednesday is from the third chapter of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent, and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works 
that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the second chapter of Joel. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. And do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. Here ends the epistle. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. O Lord, deal not with us after our sins, nor reward us according to our iniquities. Help us, O God of our salvation, from the glory of thy name. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites, with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here ends the Gospel. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost 
of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
text is from Joel chapter 2, verse 13. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. This is our text. Let us pray. O gracious God, who retainest not thine anger forever, but delightest in mercy and pardonest iniquity, who wouldst be gracious to thy people rather than pour out thy wrath upon sinners, we beseech thee, forgive us all our sins, and enable us by thy Holy Spirit to go and sin no more for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In today's text, the prophet Joel is directed by God to call an assembly and gather the people. He is to call the elderly and the children alike. The bridegroom and bride normally were exempt for a year from civic duties after their marriage, but they must come as well. But most surprising is when Joel says that God wants the nursing babies there also. The application for us is that none of us is exempt from the call to repentance. Each one has a sinful nature. The sinful nature which we received, we bring with us from the womb, and we carry it with us until we are finally separated from it by death. Today, we are to examine our life in order to discover where our sinful nature has infected our new life in Christ. There are two possibilities. Either there are parts of our life which have not yet been cleansed, or two, we have returned to practice some of the sin which we once had removed. Now, either way, confession, absolution, repentance, it is not a once-and-done kind of thing. And when we know the propensity for our sinful nature to deceive us, we should not be surprised if we discover that sin is affecting our life. Now, our pride tries to convince us We are not like other men. We tell ourselves, "Ah, it's not even a Sunday. And here we are right here at church. And some people don't even go to church on Sunday. Oh, you, you are good. You're good now. Although those things may be true, the conclusion that you are not like other men and are good is not true. Each of us has a sinful nature, and it is trying to get us to sin. Even after we have come to believe in Christ, we do not lose our sinful nature. Whether you attend church or not, you have a sinful nature. Now, when we examine our life, that first possibility which we encounter is that there may be a part of our life which has not been cleansed by Christ's forgiveness. We may may have made progress in pursuing a life of prayer, but we're still selfish when it comes to our money. We may be good at reading the Word of God, and we have acquired a great knowledge, but we are poor at speaking about our faith to our family and friends. You see, when we come to faith and are saved, our God does not automatically give to every Christian a perfect perfect amount of knowledge. He doesn't give us a mountain load of patience or a heaping dose of love. No. What we find is that all of us are a little bit rough around the edges. 
Oh, we come to faith and are saved, yes. But we struggle. We struggle to put our faith and God's grace into practice in every area of our life. Yes, some of us are a bit careless with our words and we can offend others. Some of us have trouble with gossiping. Others have struggle with not to worry about everything. Yes, not every part of our life. The second possibility, which we encounter in examining ourselves, is is that we have returned to practice some of the sin which we had once removed. Call it backsliding if you want, but I think that sounds just a little too gentle. Backsliding kind of offers you the comfort that, well, I'm still heading in the right direction. And I think that's exactly what your sinful nature would like you to think. We tell ourselves, you aren't despising the Word of God. You just don't attend church and study all the time. I mean, that's not anything to worry about because... Yeah, but you haven't forgotten all that stuff when you, when you used to attend. Yeah, that's the sinful nature. But I tell you, it is serious. It is serious when, by God's grace, we have conquered a sin only to return to it. You formerly were involved in church activities, but now you neglect your fellow believers. You formerly were regular in Bible study, and now you've become too busy to feed upon the Word of God. Consider if you had a termite infection at your house, and and you went to great lengths in order to be rid of them. You paid an exterminator, and he, he treated the entire house and the crawl space. Now it's a year later. And you see a termite. You don't say, well, it's only one. It's not a real problem yet. You don't ignore it, thinking, well, I dealt with it in the past. I'm sure it's fine. If your sinful pests, once exterminated, have returned, it's time to apply the treatment of confession, absolution, and repentance once again. You see, most people think that they are stronger than they actually are. The temptations come along, and we are taken back in. And rather than struggle against our sinful desires, we make excuses for them. We coddle them. Why? It's a great deal of work to fight against the sinful nature. Now, in the political sphere... It's said that if you want to find out who rules over you, just find out who is the one you cannot criticize. Well, it would seem that in a general way, that's, that's the same principle which the church takes as regards fasting and abstinence. If you want to find out what your false god is, well, see what you take away and see if you can live without it. With fasting and abstinence, we may find that they serve as an aid to expose our worldliness, our unspirituality. It may not be sin itself, but it sure might show us where that falsehood resides. The same principle applies, though, not only in taking away, but when you add something to your life. Try adding a daily time of prayer and reading the Word of God, and and you will see the resistance as it mounts up. Attempt to go visit a shut-in or comfort a friend, and there will be a hundred things that you need to do at that very moment. Just try. Try. And it will be reason after reason that will keep you from doing the thing that your sinful nature doesn't want. And thus we come to the realization tonight that any positive change It's difficult. (laughs) And without continual effort, any progress will fall right back to the way it was before. Now, those external changes, they are seen by men. And and we can do as the hypocrites do, as it mentions in tonight's gospel reading. That is, we can seek to please men by our outward 
actions. We can make a big deal about the things that we take away in life, or we can make a big deal and boast about all the stuff that we have added to our Christian life and say, look what I did. But Jesus says, when men notice our actions, because of our boasting, we have our reward. Let me be clear. The outward change is not our goal. Oh yes, we may do it, but it's not our goal. We do engage in external change. The threefold discipline of Lent on Matthew, based on Matthew 6, is usually described as prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So, in effect, it's this. Uh, it means more devotions and word. That's what prayer. Fasting. Less of other things. Things that get in the way. And almsgiving means giving more love towards our neighbor. Now, doing those things is not our goal. Think of it this way. Doing those things pokes our sinful nature in the eye and it makes him angry. And then we know where the spiritual resistance, sinful resistance, is found. When our sinful nature is aggravated, then we have found, as Matthew says, where our sinful treasure is. We who have a sinful nature are unable to work in ourselves any meaningful, that would be a spiritual change. Oh, we can do the kind of change on the outside, but we can't do the thing, well, that's needed. And if we could, then we wouldn't be here this evening seeking the Lord's help, nor would we begin a 40-day season of Lent if we were taking care of it all fine by ourselves. The change that we seek is the internal change of the heart. And so we prayed in the collect for the change we could not produce ourselves. We asked, create and make in us new and contrite hearts. New and contrite hearts. That's what we can't do, and that is what we seek. Tonight we have come to God. We have come before him with examination, confession, and repentance. Not so that we might appease God's wrath, restore our relationship. We do not seek to win God by these actions. You see, we come because we have already been won over by him. The Lord your God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. He saw our condition and he sent his beloved son to atone for our sins. He is the God who has given us perfect remission and forgiveness. And he works in us repentance. He's created faith in us so that we receive the forgiveness of sins. The antiphon for the introit for tonight is from Psalm 57.2. It says... I will cry unto God most high, the God that performeth all things for me. He's the one that performs them. The God who saved us has made us his child. He has forgiven us, and now he will perform it. He will work it in us, a new and contrite heart. By his work already so far, we desire to live as his people, and that's a good thing. We do not come seeking to please only men as the hypocrites do. We do not desire to, to please our sinful nature. We seek to do our Christian duty and live as God's children. What God has begun in our baptism, that is, the putting to death of our sinful nature, we seek to put that same sinful nature to death in our lives daily to do it both in those areas which have not yet been sanctified and in those areas where we have gone back to our old lives, our old sinful practices, we desire, because we are God's children saved by him, we desire that by using the means which he has provided that God might create in us new and contrite hearts. He does it through the enlightenment of his word. So, we will give our attention to that word. In order that we might receive his workings, we cut out that which, though not sinful, may be getting in the way. 
So, I can't hear God's word enough when I am, all right, fill in the blank. What is it? Talking too much? Eating too much? Drinking too much? Amusing ourselves too much? Sleeping too much? Or just being lazy? Whatever is getting in the way, we will push aside. When we seek to do our Christian duty and live as God's children, now, once again, this Christian duty is not something that's above and beyond the call of duty, like it is something so great that we ought to boast about it. No, it is simply the expected thankful life of a saved child of God. So Jesus says in Luke 17, So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. So tonight, our Lord warns us. He warns us lest we think that outward change is enough. Our Lord desires, well, a rending of the heart. That is inward contrition, sorrow. It's not that outward change is irrelevant. It's just that we, well, can't make a change within. God must make a change of our desires and love. He desires a conversion, not simply of actions, but of the heart. And yes, that deep-seated repentance of the heart, it will be shown in outward actions of love. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Create in me, page 18, we stand. Make in me a clean heart, O God, and renew all my spirit in me. Cast me not away from the presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Joy of thy salvation and the holy with thy O Lord Jesus Christ, thou author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before thee didst endure the cross, despising the shame, we thank thee for thine unspeakable love, and that thou hast not only procured for us rest by thy sorrow and life by thy death, but art pleased also to impart thy saving health to us by the preaching of the cross, the word of truth. As thou hast brought us to the beginning of another Lenten season, and we are about to meditate on the solemn mysteries of the Holy Passion, we beseech thee, by thy Holy Spirit, enlighten our understanding and direct our will, that we may hear the story of thy sufferings and death with our minds disengaged from all worldly distractions and bent solely upon contemplating and devout reverence, and for our own salvation, the wonders of thy love, which even the angels desire to look into. Enable us to realize both the enormity and the bitterness of our sins, for which thou wast wounded, that we may repent of them, and the unfathomable depth of thy grace, which, where sin abounded, doth much more abound, that we may be comforted. 
Oh, that thy image, O man of sorrows, were deeply graven upon our hearts to make them thine. Give us the obedience of faith, that we may now and hereafter be partakers of thy plenteous redemption. Sprinkle us with thy blood, cleanse our souls from sin, strengthen our hearts with the assurance of our adoption, and transform us into thine image by the renewing of our mind. May the infinite favor of thy love enkindle in us steadfast faith in thee and fervent love toward thee and toward one another, that we may offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by thee. Have mercy upon everyone according to his need. Add thy blessing to our services at this time. Be with us throughout our lives. Guide us by thy good and gracious spirit and grant that we may finally be acceptable in thy sight. Hear us, O blessed Savior, for thine own sake. Amen. Hymn 247. belongs to the children of God. 
Therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, He gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Be like a tree planted by the 
We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.